Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun, sermonaudio.com. I'm Bob, and this is the North Korea audio web blog. Today I want to talk about a missionary, the original, one of the original missionaries to North Korea of the Protestant faith. His name is Robert Germain Thomas. I'm going to read two articles about him. A little bit conflicting information, but I wanted you to see both sides of this. Uh, he was born in 1839, died in 1866. He was a Welsh Protestant Christian missionary, Robert Germain Thomas. He served with the London Missionary Society in late Qing Dynasty China and Korea. And while serving as a missionary in China, he developed a strong desire to work among the people of Korea. At the time, Korea was closed to foreigners because of the government's fear of foreign interference and influence. Many Koreans had been converted by Catholic priests in the late 1700s, but the government killed 8,000 of those converts in 1866. Thomas made his first visit to the Korean coast in 1865 making him the second known Protestant missionary to Korea. Carl Gutzlaff, a German Protestant missionary, was the first. He visited Korea in 1832 and distributed Chinese Bibles to Koreans. Thomas learned as much as he could about the people and their language during his two and a half months there, distributing tracts and New Testaments in Chinese because they were not available in Korean. During this first visit, Thomas kept a diary. Here are some of the entries for the 3rd and the 4th of November, 1865. This is from Robert Germain Thomas's diary. November 3rd. This morning, half a dozen junk men went ashore to catch shellfish on which three of them were cruelly beaten about the legs by a score of cowardly islanders. Our little fleet of nine junks was in a state of high indignation. We could send fifty men to fight. In their own fashion, they immediately loaded their rusty matchlocks and small guns with powder only and taking to their sampons, flying their respective flags, Amidst great beating of gongs, they made for the village. All the islanders were congregated like a flock of white sheep on the top of the hill. Two or three of the fiercer ones were going through all kinds of warlike maneuvers on a near cliff. Steadily, our flotilla advanced, firing volley after volley of power uh, cliff. Uh, power. The more prudent one... Uh, fire about 500 yards from the village. Two of the most daring boats advanced towards the shore, where by this time many of those from the hill had collected themselves and were engaged very vigorously in pelting stones. Nothing daunted, these two boats seized a small junk lying off the beach. In a trice they had lifted the anchor and amidst great acclamation brought away their prize. It's a small tub and will be given up tomorrow. November 4. Yesterday, stormy. Today, 
Two islanders fixed a small stick in the ground at low water with a piece of paper attached to it. I sent my writer for it. The following is a, a free translation. Quote, this for all to see. You are engaged in a contraband trade, a trade severely punished by our respective countries. Your vessels that come here are too much given to disturbances. You have been here already ten days. You have dared to cut wood on a sacred islet with a temple on it, rendering us liable to tempests. Your guilt is very great indeed. As we have none who, after the wood, you have taken it in a thievish manner. You are all a set of thieves. You indeed are a desperate set. One of our military officials will come with a thousand men who will do battle with you and slay you. But now we are willing to make it up and not report it. You must believe this document. The other day you snatched away a vessel. You must return it. Then we will not entertain hostile feelings towards you. Be quick. Be quick. End of quote. Well, in 1866... Thomas was asked to join the French naval force as an interpreter to go to Korea as a part of an invading party. However, the French force went to Vietnam instead, and so Thomas took a job as an interpreter on an armed American trading ship called the General Sherman. Thomas persuaded the captain to sail to Pyongyang to establish trade between the United States and Korea even though uninvited trade was forbidden. Thomas's personal motivation was to spread the gospel in Korea. So the General Sherman set sail on 9 August 1866 and was first spotted at the mouth of the Taedong River on 16 August. As the ship sailed up the river, loaded with cotton goods, tin and glass, Thomas tossed gospel tracts onto the riverbank. Korean officials repeatedly ordered the American boat to leave immediately. On or around 25 August, the crew kidnapped Hyun Ik Lee, a Korean government official who was in charge of communications with the ship. An ex-military officer, Chungwon Park, eventually managed to rescue Yi and reinstated him to his former position. However, Yi's two subordinates, Sun Wanu and Chi Young Park, who had also been taken hostage, perished during the scuffles. On 31 August, the crew of General Sherman fired cannons and guns at the nearby civilians, resulting in seven deaths and five wounded. Both the Korean government and the early Korean Christian community agreed that it was the General Sherman that had initiated hostilities. Governor Gyu Su Park of Pyongan province finally declared the General Sherman as an enemy vessel and ordered his troops to prepare for battle. When the General Sherman ran aground on a mud bank near Pyongyang, the Koreans saw their opportunity and attacked. The crew held off the attackers for two days. 
Eventually, the Koreans launched a burning boat, which set the journal General Sherman on fire. Among the crew, 14 were shot and killed, including one who had been shot to death two days before. Four were burnt to death, and two who had jumped to shore were beaten to death by angry civilians on the shore. One of these, apparently, was Robert Germain Thomas. Now, there are other accounts of how Thomas died. The first claim appeared on O Munhuan's Christian News article of 8 December 1926, reporting that Thomas was killed in retribution by the relatives of those who had been killed by the crew of the General Sherman. In the same article, the author cites a statement from Reverend Lee J. Bong, a minister in southern province a thousand miles away. He had a distant relative who happened to be a soldier present during the General Sherman incident. This former soldier said that one of the crew, being executed by sword, had a red book which he begged the soldiers to take. And Mr. O concluded that this man must have been Thomas. A year later, this account had evolved, stating that Thomas tried to hand his Bible to the executioner and that this soldier later told his family that he had killed a good man. That's the Korean Mission Field, September 1927. Others claimed that Thomas's executioner was none other than Chun Gwan Park, who had previously rescued the government official Yannick Lee. Yi. The Korean official report of the journal, excuse me, German General Sherman incident clearly states that Thomas was killed by civilians, not by Park. This is corroborated by Omen Huan's 1926 article. In another account, Thomas leapt ashore carrying a Bible, which he offered to his attackers while crying, Jesus, Jesus, in Korean. This account was also rebutted by others who stated that Thomas was waving the official signet of Hyun Ik Yi, which had probably been taken from him when he was kidnapped. Yannick Lee was later demoted for using and losing an important official signet. A local Korean purportedly used Chinese Bible pages, assumed to be one of the Bibles that were distributed by Thomas, to wallpaper his house. This was discovered by the local Christian community early 1900s, and people came from all over to read the words on his walls. And eventually a church was established in the area. Certainly Thomas's influence grew after his death. Only 15 years later, Pyongyang had become a strong Christian center with a hundred churches. According to Sung Ho Choi, lecturer at the Wales Evangelical School of Theology, contemporary Korean Christians may not know that Wales is a country with its own language and history, but they do not know that Wales is where Thomas came to them from. Robert Thomas was married to Carolyn Godfrey during the years of 1863-65. She died of a miscarriage only four months after their arrival 
in Shanghai, China. Well, that is an account. Christmas is a time of great celebration for the world's two billion or so Christians. In one part of the planet, though, the lights are out. There's not even a flicker of recognition of the festival in North Korea, and not in public. It may be celebrated secretly, particularly as 2016 is the anniversary of a great Christian martyrdom on the banks of the Taedong River in Pyongyang. Nobody knows how many North Koreans celebrate the birth of Christ just over two millennia ago. For them, displays of faith can lead to prison or worse, and nobody knows either who will remember the death 150 years ago of a missionary on the banks of the Taedong River. A Welshman, Robert Germain Thomas, was one of the big figures who brought Christianity to the Korean Peninsula. Befitting his contribution, his death, around the end of August 1866, has been marked with loud and joyous celebration in churches in Cardiff and Seoul. But from Pyongyang, where Thomas was martyred, there has not even been a peep of the smallest trumpet. The exact circumstances of his death are unclear, but it is known that he was a missionary who became fascinated by Korea. At a time when Western influence was feared and rejected, he voyaged on an American ship to spread his faith. There was an altercation and fierce fighting broke out between the crew and the Koreans ashore. In one version of the story, Thomas abandoned a burning ship and was captured by hostile troops on shore. He is said to have kneeled and given his executioner a Bible before being killed. That legend resonates loudly 150 years later in South Korea, where Christianity thrives, and in my native Wales, where Korean missionaries now work in a reversal of the old role. Once Welsh missionaries tried to convert the savages in exotic lands, now missionaries from prosperous countries like South Korea settle in Wales to spread the faith that once was so strong. South Koreans think that Thomas and his example were very influential in spreading Christianity. Ji Jung Song, the Korean pastor of the International Church of Christ, told the BBC Korea was in darkness spiritually and this young man from Wales brought the Bible. He was killed soon after his arrival, but his death influenced the whole of Korea. The person who killed him became a Christian, and his house became a church. The influence grew after Thomas's death. Pyongyang became a strong Christian center with a hundred churches only 15 years later. As the century turned, Korea started looking to Wales for inspiration. And so the Welsh religious revival of 1904 was echoed by a revival of Christian belief in Korea in 1907. These days, some devout Christians do visit North Korea, but they do so understanding that they keep their Christianity to themselves. Doctors from Wales, for example, are helping to set up a medical school in Pyongyang, but they've been invited 
for their expertise and they leave their Bibles at home. Those who didn't in the past were arrested and imprisoned. One Christian who frequently visited the country told the BBC that when he goes to Pyongyang, he unobtrusively tries to look for the last resting place of Robert Germain Thomas. I've had no success finding the actual grave, but on the island in the center of Pyongyang, where the death is thought to have happened, there's only one area where the boat could have run ashore. There are very old trees there. These trees, he said, have been preserved partly because they were the site of a meeting between Kim Il-sung, the ruthless founding dictator of North Korea, and Syngman Rhee, the ruthless founding dictator of South Korea. But might they also have a significance as the site of the martyrdom of Thomas, a significance unacknowledged by the regime, but quietly known in hidden Christian enclaves. One Korean in Wales, Jacob Park, said he had met North Korean defectors who said they had known of the death of Thomas, but not of his significance. Defectors knew about Robert Germain Thomas before they left, but they were told he was a thief and an imperialist. When they learned the truth, they accepted him as a hero. Christians, like many and any citizens in North Korea, find it hard to get information they can trust. There are four churches in Pyongyang, but it's hard to know whether they offer genuine worship. Visiting sympathizers with the regime tend to say that the worshipers can't all be actors bust in for the tourists, while Christian groups say they are nothing but facades. As with so much information about North Korea, a lot is incredible, though like the Soviet Union, what seemed like the incredible stories of famine and mass execution, mass execution in the 1930s turned out to be true. So it's hard to know what credit to give to reports in the Western Christian media of unverifiable horrors like the execution by steamroller of Christians or that they've been crucified over flames. In September 2016, the Christian activist group Christian Solidarity Worldwide published a report which said, among other basic human rights denied to the people of North Korea, freedom of religion or belief is largely non-existent. Denial of this right has occurred since the 1950s, and the current leader, Kim Jong-un, continues to violate citizens' religious freedom. The Christian group said that the regime claims there are about 500 unofficial churches in North Korea where people worship privately at home. Now, that group is skeptical. What is indisputable is that those who try to take Christianity into North Korea find themselves behind bars doing hard labor, sometimes after being threatened with execution. In December 2015, a Toronto pastor, Yun Soo Lim, was detained in North Korea for what the authorities said was an attempt to overthrow the government. Canadian officials went to North Korea in December 2016 to plead for his release. A Canadian diplomat said afterwards, 
the government of Canada is very concerned about the health, well-being, and continued detention of Mr. Lim. He's not the only recent victim of North Korea's persecution of Christians. In the spring of this year, a priest working in China to help defectors from North Korea was found murdered after having been beaten and attacked with an axe. Christian activist groups strongly suspect North Korean agents operating on the Chinese side of the border. Han Chung-yul was active in helping North Korean refugees by giving them food, medicine, clothing, and other goods that they needed for survival back in North Korea, said Open Doors, an organization which helps persecuted Christians around the world. Well, bottom line, the Welshman Robert Germain Thomas was not the last Christian martyr in Korea. Something to pray about, don't you think? I trust this has been a blessing to you. Don't forget to check in from time to time to see what's going on here at the Hackberry House of Chosun website of sermonaudio.com. And I will, Lord willing, talk to you soon. Bye-bye.